Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 118, verses 1 and 2 and 14 through 24. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live, and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them, and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me, and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. Is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Joshua chapter 10, verses 16 through 27. These five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makeda. And it was told to Joshua, The five kings have been found hidden in the cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave and set men by it to guard them. But do not stay there yourselves. Pursue your enemies, attack their rear guard. Do not let them enter their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. When Joshua and the sons of Israel had finished striking them with a great blow until they were wiped out, and when the remnant that remained of them had entered into the fortified cities, then all of the people returned safe to Joshua at the camp at Makkedah. Not a man moved his tongue against any of the people of Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me from the cave. And they did so, and brought those five kings out to him from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. When they brought those kings out to Joshua, Joshua summoned all the men of Israel, and said to the chiefs of the men of war who had gone with them, Come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. Then they came near and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or dismayed, be strong and courageous. For thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward Joshua struck them and put them to death, and he hanged them on five trees, and they hung on the trees until evening. But at the time of the going down of the sun, Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden themselves, and they set large stones against the mouth of the cave, which remained to this very day. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Good morning and welcome to the first Monday after Easter. 
This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from, I'm sorry, from Laguna Beach, California. Hence the lateness. It's actually 6.30 here, but um, I know it'll show up late on the East Coast for anybody who's listening over there. Um, this is also the eighth, 800th episode of First Formation. Uh, I've been doing this for four years. I think we're in our fourth season. And, um, yeah, it's it's been amazing. And I just noticed that the 800th episode was also the day after Easter and also the day before uh, my third book comes out, God is a Grunt. So if you look in the show notes, you'll get you'll see some links to receive some free uh, promotional kind of um, access to um, the Pew Pew Crew, which is a private social network for for and by Christian soldiers. You'll get, um, uh, I think, a 90-day access to the paid subscription for The Post, a uh, Substack newsletter where I do most of my writing. Uh, and then finally, uh, you'll also see uh, a link for access to Pew Pew Premium, which is a subscription uh, ad-free subscription podcast of like bonus content, audio content from um, not just uh, other podcasts, but also just kind of sermons and Q&As and stuff like that. Um, and the readings for today come from Psalm 118, Joshua 10, and 1 Corinthians 5. And the lectionary re- makes, you know, doesn't make any excuses, jumps right into this violence right after Easter, and it's of these five Amorite kings who are executed. Um, And the king of Jerusalem is one of them. And the last time that we heard of the king of Jerusalem um, was Melchizedek, the the priest king who ruled or served um, in, uh, in Salem, which is the which is a, a shortened version of Jerusalem. So this is one of Melchizedek's um, successors, possibly. Um, Melchizedek appears in Genesis 14, and Jerusalem becomes a city in which David moves the ark from Shiloh. And so Jerusalem is an important thing. And also um, Salem uh, is shalom or peace. And so it's this paradox of you know, the city of peace that is featured in some fairly violent and also uh, priestly um, imagination of Israel. And we read this the day after Christ is risen. Um, and so I I'm, I find it both frustrating and disappointing that so many people don't want to talk about these difficult texts. Um, or if they do, they've already made their mind up and they think that <clears throat> um, you know, they think one thing or another instead of dwelling in the nuance and the complica- uh, complications of, you know, human society, Holy Scripture. Um, we want to stay on one side of the fence. We want to uh, be um, pacifists, but we don't want to, you know, examine what it means to be a pacifist to inherit these texts as our own. Um when Jesus goes up to be executed, he's dressed for battle. Uh, if you read closely and follow the, the symbols that John is using when he's wearing, or he had worn, um, a the high priest's tunic, which was not to be torn, it was supposed to be seamless. Um, 
which is all supposed to be built like a chain of mail, so it cannot be torn. Um, that's the armor of God that the high priest wears anytime he does uh, his service and his holy vestments, um, but in particular on Yom Kippur and during the Passover sacrifice, the two high holy days that are combined to make Good Friday, he wears the armor of God, just like Jesus did when he goes to uh, his execution. He's dressed for battle. Um, and we don't often hear it talked about in that way um, because it's complicated. You know, we don't we don't always want complicated. We want formulas. We want you know sound bites. And it's unfortunate that we don't seem to be able to um, to kind of sit in these uncomfortable positions with those who often don't have a choice. Um, for soldiers and veterans, you know, at least since the draft ended, um, enlistment has been driven by economics. And so people, I mean, yeah, they have a choice. I had a choice. Um, I chose to serve in the military in order to afford college in the midst of a culture that was telling everybody my age the best uh, prospects for success are with a four-year degree. Um, you, know, voc, voc, you know, vocational technical stuff like, nah, those are blue collar. You don't, you don't want them. You don't want to be part of that. Um, and so choice is actually a little muddled. Um, I did choose to serve and I chose, um, based on a number of factors. Um, and until the draft is back, people are going to continue to only serve if the military gives them what they are looking for. And one of the things they are really good about giving is money. Um, I now have three degrees, um, all on the GI bill. Uh, we're, um, you know, we've purchased two or three three houses, all with zero down because the the loan was guaranteed by the VA. Um, so, like, it's it's not simple. It's not straightforward. There are no um, easy answers when we talk about the moral significance of military service. It does not just include war and violence. In fact, it rarely includes violence, and it only has included war the last two decades because. You know, the United States is kind of drunk on, um, I, I don't think it's power, I think it's profit. Um, you know, war became profitable, and so the same forces that drive young men and women into the military are driving the occurrence and the persistence of war up through the roof. Um, and so if we can't think about these, the nuance and the difficulties of these texts, we won't be able to think about the nuances and difficulties of you know, the 21 million veterans and military family members um, for whom these choices are are not hypothetical. Um, Jesus's ministry was not hypothetical. He chose to be in the military district of Israel. He was strategic in selecting sites that had military significance. He was transfigured, Christians believe, on Mount Tabor, uh, which is where Gideon won uh, against the not the Amalekites. Maybe it was Amalekites. Um, if we cannot see how all of this intersects with military service, we cannot see God and we cannot know God because God is a warrior. Until we understand what it means that God is a warrior and that we are not, um, we'll never fully understand and therefore never be able to fully appreciate God's saving work here in the world. Um, and so it's important that we 
you know, right after Easter, talk about why these five kings were killed and what it was. Uh, it was not a military campaign because it didn't have political significance. It was the people fulfilling God's promise, trusting in God that what God said and would do is trustworthy. Um, they were taking the land. Uh, they were they were realizing God's promise. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult knowing that these texts are important, uh, but also knowing that they're important for, you know, sometimes all the wrong reasons. You know, we don't want to talk about them because they're difficult. Um, but that's precisely the reason why we need to talk about them. Um, because difficulty, um, you know, to be able to sit back and think about these texts apart from lived experience is a privilege that enough Christians don't have that we should be uh, loving the least among us by diving headfirst in these and really wrestling with what they can, what they mean for the church and for um, our soldiers and veterans because they are part of the church. They are part of the good news. Prayer for the Future of the Human Race from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, our Heavenly Father, you have blessed us and given us dominion over all the earth. Increase our reverence before the mystery of life and give us new insight into your purposes for the human race and new wisdom and determination in making provision for its future in accordance with your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.